For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to episode 30 of Cal Corner. We're here today to preview the first test between England and India. And we've got a full Cal Corner for this one, as we always do when India play, and rightfully so. So I'm joined by Zach. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Dan. How are you? I'm very well, thank you for asking. Uh, Glenn, over in Wyoming, how are you? Yeah, looking forward to this pod. Good to see everyone here. And Will, are you excited for this series? This is the big one for you, right? This is where cultures and nations collide. This is the huge one, and I, you know, I cricket's back. I can feel spring arriving. It's all, it's all looking up in the world. Lovely, very positive for a for a Tuesday evening. Thank you, Will. Let's start with the news before we get into this preview. Um, the T10 is happening over in Abu Dhabi. It took me a while to realise that T stands for twenty in T20, so I thought they just translated that over and didn't make any sense, but it does. Ten ten. Um, you know, it's not terrible. It's not amazing. It's pretty boring, in my opinion. Either of any of you watching it, enjoying it, hating it, is there worse things to get angry about? I think there's definitely worse things to get angry about. I've got nothing against it. It's quite fun. The standard's not great at points, and some of the international players who play in it look really good, and they look a lot better than, you know, other players than some of the other players. It's nice to see some. It's nice to see Tom Banton, who I haven't seen playing cricket for a while. You know doing really well and hitting the ball really far, which is nice. And I, I, I don't see the problem with it, really. You know, people are saying, oh, why can, how can you like this and, you know, say bad things about the 100? But I don't think they're comparable. Well, I just don't know why we're, we're stopping at, at 10. I mean, why not do a T2? I mean, <laughs> do we have a delivery each? <laughs> it sounds like a video game setting where you, can, you get the little kids on it. You're like, oh, what's their attention span? The, the T1s? That doesn't make any sense, T1, does it? That's that's my issue with it. Sounds like an airport terminal at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and did you see anyone see the guy running to field the ball without his top on? And he was halfway through putting his top on. I mean, <laughs> absolutely outrageous. <laughs> so if you're up for a laugh in a minute and you just want some cricket in the background that isn't too serious, um, over on Sky Sports, the T10 is happening right now. Um And some other great news that broke today, the 2nd of Feb, is that Channel 4 have got the rights to the cricket in the UK. Now, I didn't start watching cricket until 2009 when Sky had monopolised that anyway. So I don't have this nostalgia for Channel 4, but it is obviously a great thing for English cricket and the market because, you know, free to air. We saw it happen in the World Cup final. I think over 15 million people watched it. A third of those who are watching it for the first time. So this is great news, isn't it, boys, that, that Channel 4 has this. Um, not only the tests, but the white ball stuff as well. Yeah, I think I think you're right to point out about the white ball stuff as well, because I was worried when it was kind of flagged up that Channel 4 would get it, that they'd get the test matches that, are, you know, they're starting at 4 a.m. and they wouldn't get the white ball stuff, which obviously we might be uh, pure Puritans of the game, but uh, people who are going to get into the game are going to, you know, they're going to get into the white ball stuff. They're going to watch the T20s first. Maybe even if there was a T10, they'd watch that first. But... <laughs> 
But yeah, it's it's definitely really good for the game, and I'm sure that there will be you know really good viewing figures for it. Especially you know everyone's in lockdown. Not people haven't got much to do in England at the moment, so you know people are just going to watch Test cricket. Yeah, I just find it extraordinary considering, you know, the obviously the English audience and the Indian communities in the UK that BT and perhaps Sky didn't bid more. And one funny thing is that now TV, you might have you might have seen this. They emailed their customers um, saying, oh, we've got the uh, we've got the England India uh, games. Can't wait for you to watch it on our on our platform. And then they had to send an apology email <laughs> later <laughs> saying, actually, no, we don't have the games. <laughs> that was a quite a funny miscommunication. And yeah, to see it, I mean, there's nothing more satisfying than to see it taken off, you know, a private air, so to speak, and put put on um, free to watch. It's fantastic for the game. I think you've both made a great point about those those one days being part of it. Um, it's really interesting. And then just apparently Star Sports, who have the who have the the whole rights to it, they wanted around the twenty million mark. I think I haven't seen the final the final um, text about it, but I think it went just under that. But to be honest, congratulations Channel Four for for, for pulling this out of the bag because I don't think any of us um, would have expected it. So we're all I can't even watch it on Channel Four, but I'm extremely enthusiastic about it. Yeah, it's great you're so enthusiastic in the States about this. Um, but yeah, I read that their, their offer was compelling and it's surprising because Test Quick has not been on free-to-air since 2005, the Ashes series. So it's quite a coup. I think maybe because it's on at 4am, Sky and BT got put off. But that third Test match is a day-nighter. That starts at 9am. The UK's in lockdown. They, they could see some outrageous figures. And I think... And unfortunately for England cricket, with what happened in 2020, they kind of missed the buzz after 2019 World Cup. So hopefully this can bring some of that back um, because that was a huge moment that they couldn't quite capitalise on. So great for all there. Um, and we'll obviously come on to the series shortly. Some more news today that the South Africa-Australia series has been abandoned because of the coronavirus situation in South Africa. South African cricket aren't best pleased. Obviously, it's probably quite a lot of money lost out. They said they, they did all they could, but I think the situation is pretty much out of their hands. I wouldn't get too angry at the Australians. Um, and that means the Sheffield Shield will get test players the next three or four weeks, which is exciting if you're a Sheffield Shield fan. I'm not. I don't care. But good for you if you do. Sorry, just a little caveat. I don't know if you. I don't know how much people know about the different players and which Sheffield Shield teams they would play. But if all the if all the players go back to their Sheffield Shield sides, New South Wales are by far and away the best team. They have. They have Stark, Cummins, Hazelwood, Lyon, could be their bowling <laughs> attack, and they have. <laughs> Steve Smith and David Warner. They all play for the same Sheffield Shield side, but they never get them. So Is that the if... same as every as every England player playing for Yorkshire? They just because they never play for them. I think <laughs> and they're all and actually the Yorkshire, come back. Of, uh, Yorkshire <laughs> of Australia. That's so funny. I hope they do that once. Just field pretty much the whole Australia test side. Um yeah, so New Zealand are in in the final. And so it's now between Australia, England and India as to who will play them in Lords. Well, so at some point in June this year, I think. So Australia will qualify if India beat England 1-0, England beat India 1-2-0 or 2-1, <laughs> India and England draw in any way. England can qualify, they have to beat India handsomely. So 3-0, 3-1 or 4-0, I don't see that happening. Easy. And India will qualify if they beat England 2-0, 2-1, 3-0 and the rest. Basically, India need two wins and a draw. England need a lot, Australia... It's probably in order. It's India, then Australia, then England, likelihood-wise, if you're looking at that. And on the World Test Championship, there's been a lot of chat about it today. I quite like it. It's contextualised test cricket. I know it's kind of been messed up with the percentage points because of COVID. But do we like it, guys? Is it is it doing anything for you? 
I like it. Yeah, I I think it does. It does kind of, you know, it contextualizes test cricket, like you said, Dan. It has been messed around. And I think the new ICC chair, he isn't that much in favor of it. So it might get, you know, this was kind of a, it's kind of been a test run of it. And hopefully there'll be improvements. And I hope it doesn't just get scrapped before we've really had the chance to, you know, give it a proper go. But it does, it is difficult with the point system they had before because it meant that a test in a two test series a win in a two test series was so much more valuable than a win in a five test series and it kind of meant because New Zealand seemed to play these two test series at home and don't play much more than that it it meant that their their tests at home which obviously they they're really good at winnings meant that they got lots of points from that whereas England where we play longer test series and obviously we always lose at least one test that we were a little bit at a disadvantage I totally agree, Zach. I think that's a great point. But at the same time, I am delighted that New Zealand did get through and that they will be playing in English conditions. I think that should suit them. And I think it's going to be really exciting. I, Looking at it, I really, really doubt it will be England in that top two. So, you know, the thought of a New Zealand, um, Australia or quite likely India will be a fantastic game. So what a great centrepiece that will be at Lords this summer. And, and New Zealand will lose it because it's New Zealand and it's Lords. <laughs> so, and you know, I agree though. And as much as I'm an England fan, I think I'd rather see a neutral game there. How cool would that be at Lords as a sort of centerpiece yeah. show, as you said, quite rightly. So really interestingly, the only reason New Zealand got that today is because obviously the cancellation, but because of Australia's four point deduction in the Boxing Day test match for slow over eight, this wouldn't have happened otherwise. And there'd be way more other permutations. So that could really cost them down the line, depending on how this England-India series goes. So that's really interesting. Um, to wrap up the news, we'll get onto this preview very shortly. Uh, Zach, help us with the BBL very briefly. Where are we at on February the 3rd? So where we're at is, so we had the, we had the fifth, so, so we, we got to the finals and we had the fifth versus fourth place game that the Brisbane Heat won of the Adelaide Strikers. Then we had the qualifier, which led, which was the top two which Sydney Sixers comfortably beat um, the Perth Scorchers in. James Vince being denied a century by AJ Tide bowling a wide that looked very deliberate. If you haven't seen that, please watch the coverage. It's hilarious. The fans were <laughs> clapping and cheering when the other batsman was defending and leaving the ball, you know, in a T20 game, which is very rare. So, yeah, we're left with what we're left with is Sydney Thunder lost to the Brisbane Heat. So on Thursday, it's Brisbane Heat versus... Uh, the Perth Scorchers to see who who will then play in Saturday's final against the Sydney Sixers. And that, Zach, is your ideal final, Scorchers Sixers, right? Because you called the Scorchers late, no, early, excuse me, and they were doing terrible and now great. And then Sixers is your team. So this is what, if you're a Cow Corner fan and a Zach fan, what you want to be looking for here. <laughs> exactly. I, this is this is the dream final. It was it was the dream top two, and now it is the dream yeah, final. It could still be the final. Yeah, and also you you strong you have some weird hatred of the Brisbane Heat, so I'm yes, sure it's, it's also it's also at this point it's, your idea final. It's because they've employed Joe Burns and Joe Denley and Lewis Gregory. I, I, whoever's money's going toward them, I'm, it's just not on. It's just not on. So I do hope I do hope the Scorchers win that. Okay, right, let's get on to this preview then, boys. It's a, such an exciting series, um, such an exciting part of the year. One of the biggest events in cricket, I think, this is an England fan, um, and as, Indi as Indian fans welcoming England over. Let's get stuck into it. We'll look predominantly at the first test, but obviously we can talk about this series, you know, in a whole context. We've got four tests, two in Chennai, two in Ahmedabad, uh, which is a new stadium, 
and the third test is that day nighter, which I didn't even know until today, which is pretty cool. Shows my research. Um, <laughs> we're going to start with England. I'm sorry, Will, but we just do. We're English. That's how we're doing this right now. Um, I don't know where to start. Let's start with spinners. And I will come to you first, though, Will, because there's been a lot of chatter about Moeen Ali. And me and Zach were saying before we started recording that this chatter probably means going to get picked. It, it, looking at the Indian batting, do any of these spinners scare you, no matter who gets picked out of Le- uh, Leach, Bess and Moeen? I mean, I want to see Moeen in there. He's more of a strike bowler, a bit more exciting. Are you as an India fan scared of any of them? I'm not scared of any of them, to be honest. I, like you, I want to see Moeen. Everybody knows if, if, if Hardik and Jadeja don't exist, Moeen Ali is the best cricketer in the world, in my opinion. There's a, there's a signed photograph of Moeen Ali in our living room right now. Um, so, so for purely selfish reasons, I hope he gets the nod. Um, but no, I wouldn't be particularly afraid of any of them. Leach and Bess had a really interesting series in Sri Lanka, which you guys have all spoken about at length, which sort of shows what they can do in the quote-unquote subcontinent. But it was never particularly consistent or looked like a, a massive wicket-taking threat, which I thought better batsmen, as the Indians have, no disrespect to Sri Lanka, wouldn't be fairly comfortable with. I've got Moeen in my team. We'll come on to that toward the end of the pod. Um, His last tour of India, he took 10 wickets at 65. Um, So I don't know why he's in my team. But Glenn, you've been wincing while I've been saying this. I just feel like he's going to get picked for some reason. Is that the right decision from England? What spinners would you have on that first morning in Chennai? I mean, it's a great question. I think it depends on the pitch as well. Um, I was reading yesterday that there might be a bit of green on the pitch. Um, But despite that, I still think you just need two spinners for that third fourth fifth day i really do um i mean there's a there's a lot to talk about um just just for, just <laughs> our favorite word just for the balance of this team i'm i'm, I'm kind of getting a bit nervous about it to be honest because i currently to directly answer your question i do have Bess and leach in the team purely for the experience that they've got over the last couple of weeks i just i just don't see the point of putting moeen ali in a team when he hasn't bowled um you know in a competitive game for quite a while He's been isolating. He's been here and there. And to be perfectly honest, if I was India, if I was Sharma, uh, if I was Kohli, if I was Pant, if I saw Ali trundling up uh, on the first test, I would try and smack him out of the ground. And I would knock him out of the attack in the first three, four overs. I don't really think he should be in the team right now. I have quite a strong view on that. But I see Will may disagree. (laughs) I, I, I wouldn't entirely disagree. I just think it might be even more true for. I'm, I mean, I'm 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 worried that Richard Pant is going to end a little Don Bess's career this summer. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. I think we're in trouble. I think the bottom line is we're in trouble. <laughs> are we saying all our spinners' current spinners' careers are going to get ruined by this outrageous Indian lineup? Is that where we're at already in this pod? I, I think Leach might surprise us. I think Leach has a touch more control. Um, that's my view. That's my. I think the only, in my opinion, the only nailed-on spinner for me um, is is Leach in this first game coming in. I think he is the best in terms of quality and form. Um, but apart from that, I mean, it's it's really difficult. Um, yeah, I I do. I think I agree with you that Leach is going to be the best of the lot because I and I I like the argument for the point you made about the green top because it could mean that we go because it's a green top and we maybe don't you know, need the two spinners as much, but that's not saying it's not going to, you know, change by the third or fourth day. Maybe Moeen is another option because his batting is so much better. Like on the last tour of India, he hit a, he hit a century and hit two fifties. I've actually just been looking at the scorecard from his last first class game, which was in September, 2019. So quite a long time ago, 
He took four wickets, which isn't great on a September pitch, you know, and he's obviously mowing alley. He's meant to be pretty good. And he was playing Glamorgan, who are, you know, famously one of the worst first class counties in England. So you'd expect him to clear up, but it's not great reading. I mean, this wasn't a good time for him, but yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because I can see the point of him not playing, but also it's mowing alley. He could be really, really good. But Zach, is that so is that? Oh, if the maths is right here, over a year and a half since mm. he's played a first-class game, is that correct? Yeah. I mean, that's a worry, isn't it? And, 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 and on, on this... the, on the batting, got... on the batting, best average is 25 career in tests. Moeen, 28. It's not that much difference. I know Moeen's... That's a great point. Yeah, you know, point. I know, but we all think, and he rightly is, on his day, Moeen is awesome, isn't he? And he's got five test centuries, so that's best hasn't got that. But that's three in the average. Best is a better bowler. Sample size. Oh, yeah, how but many... it's a good stat, though, isn't it? Let's just ignore the sample <laughs> size. <laughs> how many test match centuries does Don Best have? He hasn't played enough games to have a go at that, Zach. So it, the sample size actually works in Bess's favour there. And this, as the scientist I am, I ignore sample size totally. This is why we did humanities and languages for yes. our degrees. Yeah. <laughs> can, can anybody tell what we did at higher education yet? Um, right, so Zach, go on. What, what, what are the spinners for, for you, for England, in that first test? And are you playing one? Because I think we've got to get it out of Sri Lanka mindset now. The pitches aren't going to be the dust bowls of Gaul. They are going to spin a little bit less. Do we need the two? Well, a little bit less, I think, is the key thing, because it's actually Chennai is the pitch with the second most tenfers for spinners in world cricket after Gaul. So, I mean, I would still definitely play That's two spinners. an unbelievable spinner. statistic there from Dan, from Zach. <laughs> yeah, Zach is now resident statistician. He sent a CV in the other week for that. So that's, yeah. So you're playing two, and are you playing Moeen? Yes, I'm playing Moeen and Leach. Sorry, Don Best. Glenn, you're on your own there, mate. With uh, so you're Leach and Best, Glenn. Yeah, no, no one's nowhere near this team yet. Well, I've actually, well, my surprise pick in this team is actually um, is Wokes. I've actually thrown Wokes in this eleven. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Let's come on to that later. I don't want yeah. to have a go <laughs> just yet. Before we finish <laughs> on spinner chat, I think an interesting point to make, and there's been chatter around Moeen, and that just makes me think that he's going to get picked. There's there's chatter that his rest period, as every England player is getting at the minute, is for the third and fourth test. So the last thing the England selectors want to do is play Leach and Bess in these first two tests. One of them will both do averagely and then have no option to bring Moeen in because he's been sent home. So I think they're just going to play him early and just see what happens as we have, as we've done with Moeen throughout his career, it feels. Does anyone know if the reserve bowlers have gone over to India? I, I kind of presume the reserve spinners have. They Obviously, must be. Yeah. Well, I don't want to see Mason Crane twirling his arm. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a we're go getting, at that point. <laughs> we're getting into dark areas if Mason Craig doesn't go. We need Sorry. to come out of this. <laughs> okay, so out of this chat, there's not much on the spinners. We've got, we all, three of us want Moeen. Will just because he's got a signed picture of him. And we all think <laughs> his career's going to be ruined. So that, that's great chat. Let's move to the other side of the England team in this top three. And me and Zach have already had an argument about this before we came on air. My top three is back to the old classic. Burn, Sibley, Crawley despite the fact Crawley and Sibley were terrible by that lovely Sibley knock and Burns is coming back from paternity leave, not playing in the subcontinent that much. Uh, Zach, yours is slightly different. Talk me through that. This is the one you want to see rather than the one you think, right? Yeah, my whole team is what I want to see rather than what I think will actually happen. And that, that's more down to the middle order than the top three. So my top three is Sibley, Crawley and Lawrence. I think Lawrence has got, I think he deserves his place in the team somewhere. And, if he's going anywhere, I think he's going at three because obviously he's not going to play at five. And then 
we'll get on to what my middle order is later on, but he also doesn't really fit there. So if he's going to get a place, he goes at three. I understand that the arguments of Crawley, his record is much better at, at three rather than opening, but this isn't the Aegeus Bowl where he's, you know, really good. This is Chennai and Ahmedabad, but, and Burns, I think he's got to, you know, I think he's got to work his way back into the side. I mean, he doesn't actually. All he's got to do is one of the other, one of the other two to be really bad, and then he'll get back <laughs> in. He's not got to work his way back into the side. It's not like in football he'll come on on sixty minutes and get a goal. <laughs> he's not going to do that. But yeah, I think he needs one of them to be be bad, and then he'll get back in. Yeah, exactly. So what did, what did you see from from Crawley and Sibley? from the Sri Lankan games that makes you want to stick with them instead of Burns? That's such a loaded question. <laughs> uh, that's a great question, Glenn. I mean, I saw a really well-made 50-odd uh, not out from Sibley and from Crawley. Oh, we've spoken about this before. We spoke about this on our, our Sri Lanka review pod. Crawley always looks really good. He looks really assured. But yeah, you are right. He didn't do very well. I would say that they are better against pace and it is, you know, if it's going to be a green top, there is going to be pace, you know, at least for the first 15, 20 overs, maybe that much. And if it's that long, if either of them survive that long, that would be brilliant. <laughs> that, that's why I've gone back to the burn Sibley Crawley, that, that seemingly safe three that we saw at the end of the English summer that I was very content with um, because there should be a bit more pace than we saw in Sri Lanka. And they're, they're quite apt at that. Burns, you know, he averages 32. He's been around for quite a while now in the context of England openers. I just feel like his his whole um, action, or not action if he's a batsman, technique's a better word, is just so fiddly and weird that I just don't think he's going to get on against Ashwin and their pace bowlers. We'll see. I hope the best for him. Will, have you got much, you know, what what do you reckon for this top three? Would you bring in anybody different? Are you too fussed about it? No, I'd, I'd completely agree with you guys, to be fair. I think... Um stick with the team that sort of has been supposedly the top three. Um, I think they, they clearly don't quite trust a Bairstow to come in that high. They don't, don't really want to push Root up if you don't need to. Um, and, and I think Burns and Sibley definitely have the most sort of, I'm going to use the word early balance to them. They seem the most sort of secure at the crease. They don't look like they're going to do anything stupid early doors. Um, and I, I think if you do lose a wicket early, which you probably will in a few of these tests, Crawley's probably the best bet to come in at three. Yeah, lots of nods going on there. I think we all agree. Um, I think I'd have had Bearstow over Crawley if he was available for selection, which would have been such an interesting dilemma for the selectors to get on with. So that would have been fascinating. And yeah, I think these guys, they can eat up deliveries, which is what we're going to need. This is such an important series from England perspective, such a challenge against this outrageously good India side that I, I hope, and if, if even one of them comes out of this with a good series, this is good long-term for England. I'll take one out of three doing well. Um, okay, middle order, Zach, you've, you've teased it. What? Give me your whole team, right? And then just explain what the hell you've done. I'm kind of, I'm teasing the, the terribleness in this. Go on. Okay, so I, I, I disagreed and went opening. Sibley Crawley, Lawrence, Root, Stokes, which is obviously that's pretty set. You know, yeah. they're the two we're going to rely on as we have done for quite a while now. Uh, then upon Butler at six, Folks at seven, Moeen, Leach, Archer, Anderson. I, di- I don't think this is the team they're going to play. It's the team I want to play. Why? Why do you want to see Folks and Butler? I don't get that. Because uh, Butler, you know, he's got a pretty decent record. He averages 38 across three tests in India. And obviously Folks famously was brilliant in that Sri Lanka series. And I think... It's it, for me. It was between Folks and Pope, 
But if we put Pope in there, Butler goes down to seven, and Butler's record at seven is a lot worse than his record at six. So that's my reasoning. That's an interesting one with but with Butler at seven. I hadn't thought that because he's seven in in my team, and I've got Lawrence Pope question mark there. I think I don't know where Pope's at at the minute, fitness wise. Um, but I'd have Lawrence at six instead of three, where you've got him. Um, Glenn, anything on that middle order? Are you happy to see Butler go down? As I think most people are thinking England will go. Because I thought that tail was too long in Sri Lanka with a bowler well, coming in at seven. Absolutely. Well, number one, Zach, who, who is keeping for you out of those two? Well, I mean, the thing is, is I, I Butler is keeping, which is obviously strange, I know, because of folks is obviously the better keeper. But Butler, I, there's no question marks over who's going to keep in this test. I don't think like Butler is keeping. We know, Well, I think we know that because he's only here for the one test. But I think it, because folks is definitely coming in for that second test the fact he's not keeping in this one if he could play i think it would be good because he's de he's definitely gonna be selected although that could go the other way if he gets you know a king pair and then has to play in the second test or we you know ollie pope keeps which he's done a little bit of oh give yeah. me to jack leach if it's going that bad so for mine yeah, so I've gone a little bit left field i can just run through my team super quick so it's sibley burns crawley root stokes Butler. I've thrown Wokes in. I heard some green top. I got a little bit excited. Then I've got Bess, Archer, Leach, Anderson. I, I'm just extremely worried about our brittle top three and the length of the tail. So for me, I wouldn't even be adverse to, to playing Broad and Anderson in the same team. What gets me worried is that there's not enough batting. Then suddenly you've got Bess, Archer, Leach, Anderson, Broad. There's, there's no batting from like six down, seven down. Um, Dan. Glenn, <laughs> <laughs> are you playing... Broad, Anderson, Leach, Bess, Wokes, Stone, Wood. Broad isn't in this team. Broad's not in this one. What? <laughs> you, just, you, you just, you reeled off the whole bowling attack there. Where, where, so, you got Wokes, Stokes, Archer. You got four seamers there, basically, if Wokes comes in. Well, so, it, this is my question. Is Stokes, is Stokes a fifth bowler for every, yes. is he still fit enough to bowl he's those, fit, those he's overs? Ready to go. And this is, this is the issue with Pandia, which England don't have at the minute is that Stokes is fully fit, ready to go. I can see bringing in a Lawrence then. Like that's, that was my question mark that I meant to ask you guys yeah. before we went on air. So yeah, Wokes, that makes Wokes a bit of a bit. Yeah. I mean, I, he's obviously, he, he probably, he won't play. And he was more of just a thought from me, but I, I do worry about the length of that tail. I, I yeah. really do. Wait, but in my team, my tail, well, if I wouldn't count Moeen as a tail ender, but hence, I think if you're worried about the tail and our brittle top three, it makes the argument for Moeen because Bess, Bess is an 8.5, isn't he? More of a, maybe more of a nine. I know he'd like to think of himself as a bowling all round. He probably is a bowling all rounder. And I do have hope for his batting in the future, but it, it hasn't improved. I know we've just spoken about his record, but if you're worried about the top three, in my team, you know, Leach is nine. And Moeen's eight. And obviously, we've seen Leach hold a bat. He could bat. You know, he's got a Test Match 50. He has as many Test Match 50s as Don Bess has. <laughs> sample size, sample size. <laughs> um, so, neither of you, interestingly, have played Broad. And I put him in simply because, you know, Anderson played the last one. You bring Broad back in for this one. And Glenn, you mentioned it. There's a few articles around saying, can we squeeze Anderson and Broad in for their control um, and their seniority and their sort of experience in India? Have you been able to find a way to get them both in, or are you just going to play one? For me, I think Zach's right. I mean, you'd have to bring. I think that only works if Moeen's in the side as well, or the tail is just half the half the lineup. Zach, what do you reckon? So I've been looking at their records in India, and obviously, famously, they're both terrible away from England. But Anderson's record actually isn't that bad. 
He's got 26 wickets at 33, like, which really isn't that bad considering everyone talks about how he's, you know, he's terrible. He can't, he can't take a wicket in outside of England. Broads is considerably worse, and that's kind of why I've gone for this. Although I would say I think Broad is, is well, both of them have vastly improved since the last time England uh, went to India. Broad's record is 10 wickets at 53, which isn't great, but it is actually still better than Moeen's record in India. So... <laughs> Okay, I, I I'll, I'll take Anderson over Broad. Then I was just I'm on I'm in, I'm in Ed Smith mode. I'm like right, who's tired right now? Give me the I'm stats. really worried. Yeah, who's <laughs> near the red zone right now? Okay, so I think that about wraps England up. And I just want to say before we move on to India, it's all shrouded in this lack of confidence. I think are we all in agreement? I'm I'm not feeling that great as an England fan from this. Um, you know, with Root and Stokes as the linchpin at four and five, I'm a little bit worried about everybody else, but maybe apart from Butler, but he's leaving. So we'll see. It's an interesting one. And I think, um, you know, a few different teams there for the first time on Cow Corner. So I appreciate that as well. Um, just before we move on, I, I do think this is a team that's not far away from being really good in India. Or I think genuinely a top-class spinner, uh, uh, I think uh, Graham Swan and a Cook, I think we're two mm. players away from a team that could do real damage. I think those two players not being there is is going to potentially lose the series, those type of players. But we're not a million miles away. I love the middle order. I do think we're a good team. We're just not that excellent at the minute. Yeah, well said. Good bit of optimism there. And I think <laughs> it is a team trending in the right way anyway. And it is just a couple of cogs away. And I think with a decent bit of you know fight and probably a lot of luck, we might be able to come out with a couple of wins. Uh, uh, are most optimistic. We'll do predictions at the end. Um, but let's move on to India now because this is a, such an exciting India team. We had such a fun time watching that tour in Australia. Um, what a series that was. And let's hope this one can live up even slightly to it and we'll have a good time. So, Will, the best India team for a generation. Everyone is getting so hyped up about this team. That wasn't, that was not my words, by the way, that words of another person on the internet. Um, where are you at with this India team? How excited are you about it coming into the series? Because you're getting all these players come back now from that you know heroic, historic team that won at the Gabba. I wish I could use the citation someone on the internet when writing my essays. Trust <laughs> <laughs> me, I did. I think I'll do I'll do the opposite of Glenn trying to inject some optimism for England and and put the brakes on slightly. Ooh. We have to, we have we have to understand that this is still a, a, a very young India side. There are lots of people who don't have a huge amount of test experience. Even people forget, even Bumrah, although he's brilliant, is still relatively young in the career of a bowler. He'll have ups and downs. Um, this sounds absolutely crazy to say, but we haven't won a test with Virat Kohli as captain in a little while, and he has to come back in. And I don't know how that will go. Oh, <laughs> it's it's a the factor. idea of him losing that first test and the chatter then of being around his captaincy gets me going. Can you imagine? Um, <laughs> But with all of those caveats out of the way, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be an amazing series. It's incredibly exciting. Um, I would agree that I, d I don't think India should be particularly smug about it. And I don't think England should be very despondent. I think it will be a good, evenly matched series with, with a lot of great cricket. Um, and I'm really excited to see some of these, these Indian guys, Siraj and Gil, coming back um, and seeing if they could replicate what they did in Australia. I definitely feel like these teams are in very similar places. Um, but obviously, India being at home is a huge asset for them. In this one, that might be tipping it in their favor at the minute um i think you know the bookies and what people are generally feeling so where where are india's selection issues will where where will we see changes from that from that test at the gabba because we've got players coming back fit obviously Cody starts straight back in there ishant's fit again ashwin should be fit again but jadeja isn't fit so there's a few holes that need plugging here for india where do you see it going 
yeah, so the, the immediate thing is Jadeja's not fit, which obviously for the fifth test in Australia, they brought in Wushita Zunda for the Jadeja role, uh, and he did absolutely brilliantly, um, which sort of makes him difficult to drop, but at the same time, he plays a similar role in that side to Rabi Ashwin, and I don't know if they'll want to play both of them together, although they might, because the second problem in this squad, which is interesting, is that everybody sort of assumed they'd be bringing more spinners into the squad for this one, and they'd probably play two or even three for the first test. But in terms of dedicated spinners, they've only brought in um, Aksar Patel and Kuldeep Yadav, who didn't play anything in Australia, even though he's supposed to be good away from India. So that kind of leads me to think that they won't go with an, an additional dedicated spinner who we haven't seen before, um, which probably does mean you can sneak Ashwin and Washington in. You'll be pleased to know, Dan. <laughs> well, interestingly on that, I'm just looking at my India team. I have gone for Aksar Patel at seven. So that gives them... The fifth bowler, the tail then isn't too long because I don't think Kuldeep's anywhere near as good a batsman as, as Axar is, at least at first-class level. And then the only reason Axar's in there over Washington, and I'm sorry, Washington, but he's left-arm spin. And we've seen England struggle against that. And then it's the other way to Ashwin. And I think you say rightly, it's, they feel like carbon copies of each other, Ashwin, the more experienced of the two. So yeah, Patel's in there for me, um, just as that extra bowler, and then batting as well. If I was Virat Kohli, I would open the bowling with Aksar Patel. Just yeah. to give and, and call him and say, come on, Embaldinia, come on, Embaldinia to him. <laughs> just to give Crawley and Sibley or whoever it is opening. I mean, if it's Burns, maybe not so much, but just to give them flashbacks to that, even for an over, just to get them rattled and then, you know, I come love, with and Ishan. I love the idea of that, you know. Friday morning, Channel 4, they've just cut into a rerun of Frasier, and here comes Axar Patel, um, you know, ripping it past Sibley's edge again. Uh, that would be a great idea. Hopefully Vert isn't listening, because that's what I'm scared of, but that's the reason I bring Patel in. Um, the batting, obviously Cody slots back in at four, Rahane at five. I, that top six, right? Gil, Sharma, Pajara, Kohli, Rahane, Pant. That's, that's locked in for everyone, right? And we're happy with that? That's a very good top six, isn't it? I, I'm really excited to see some of these players, particularly Shubman Gill. I'm a big fan of his. And obviously, he's definitely got a test century coming his way this tour. Yeah. I'm calling it early, and I'm you know I'm worried it's going to be a massive one. That If Rishabh Pant doesn't end Don Bess's career, it might be Shubman Gill. Rohit Sharma's obviously, his, his, his home test average is famously brilliant at 69. He's only actually played England once, which is interesting. And, and it was in England, and he scored 28 and 6. In 2014. So that's, yeah. And then pace bowling wise, from what I'm reading, Ishant and Bumrah come straight in. It's then whether you want that third seam, which I think we all agree. And that has to be Siraj, right, guys? No one else gets that place for me. Yeah, I have to erase my, my previous comments on the, on the last podcast because the indications at that point looked like Ishan Sharma. They were saying would be in the squad but not fit for the first test. That seems to have disappeared. So I, I'd imagine, yeah, exactly as you said, they, they slot in and, and Siraj keeps his place. I suppose it might depend on they could go for kind of Takord if they were going to go for Kuldeep because he offers a bit more with the bat than Siraj does. But I would I would go Siraj, especially if, like we've said, there's going to be a bit of, of grass covering. Siraj Bumrah and Ishant Sharma, that's, that's a pretty good pace to tank. So my only other sort of, it's not even a query because I think we're all fairly locked in on this team, but, you know, conspiracy theory perhaps? I don't know. Is that... Pant could go down to seven if it's looking like a really bowler-friendly wicket and you bring in either Mayank or our favourite cricketer, Hardik Pandya, in at six to shore. <laughs> and, you know, he has to be mentioned once a part, and here he is, Hardik Pandya. Now, he's only coming in for his batting because 
he's not fit to bowl, or at least he hasn't bowled extensively for a hell of a long time. So, Will, is there, is there anything in that? I mean, I wouldn't do it, but if it is looking like a bowler-friendly wicket, pant at seven and a specialist batsman in to strengthen that batting lineup, does that do anything for you? You lose a bowler? Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. Only, again, as a fan, I want to see Hardik and Pant batting together. I just, I need <laughs> I need to see those two in a in a test whites, just just for... Retiring Bess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's what I'm scared of. That's why I don't want that, that happening. <laughs> Um, the, the weird situation with Hardik is is about two months ago, Virat Kohli, as we've said in previous podcasts, was interviewed about his situation. And he said very explicitly, if Hardik can bowl, he's back in the test squad. But if he can't, he's not. And now here he is. And, and, and they, the selectors still seem to be saying he's not going to bowl, which I my just gut instinct on that is that they might be lying. <laughs> I feel like that might just be a bit of press spin. Um, and that he maybe not first test, but at some point in the series, we will see some overs from Hardik Pandya. I just want to say that um, Pandya was in my in my original eleven for this team. I was really excited, but then I realised I forgot Coley, so he had to drop out of the team. <laughs> to anyone in India listening, we do apologise. We, we're trying to train Glenn stuff. It's pretty, pretty arduous process. Glenn, you, you're on the you know Rahane for captain team. Then you're like, right, Rahane was unbelievable. Let's just get rid of Coley and push everybody up. Bin him off. Bin him off. <laughs> So I think we're pretty locked in then, boys, in the India team. Um, it's an exciting one and a good depth as well as balance. Um, I think we'll go there as well. Let me ask you all a few questions just about this series in general. It's going to be off the top of your head because I didn't tell you about this, but I just saw something interesting. Let's go for top run scorer from India and top wicket taker from India for the whole series. I'm gonna I'm gonna be quite gonna be quite boring and go uh, Ravi Ashwin for the top wicket taker. I can see him tearing apart. Our- our top, middle, and lower order, and then uh, runs is difficult. I'm going to go Shubman Gill. Oh, those are the exact two I've gone for. Oh well, I just I'm be- I'm really feeling Gill. I'm I'm close. I was I my immediate what jumped out looking at our 11s on the screen. Gill was like appealing to me, but I think I'm going to go with head instead of heart and say Ashwin and Coley for my two. I'll change it up literally just to be different and for no other reason. <laughs> and say, so, oh, I again, I look, I looked down the list, and I thought, yep, Gil, <laughs> nailed on. <laughs> um, but he's coming out of some unbelievable form, so I'll give it to Rashad Pant for top scorer. Um, nice. And 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 I can't really be more creative than Ashwin for top wicket taker, unfortunately. Yeah, re- we're we're all on that. I really wanted you to just say Siraj. Just you know, they're gonna they're gonna make them green, and just Siraj <laughs> is gonna topple up. They're gonna come out of nowhere and make them like you know, like it's a first day in April at Headingley. And England aren't going to be expecting it, so they're just going to crumble. I could also see a huge Pajara score. I think that was a, a double hundred, again, jumped out in my head. Whether that will be enough, because I can see Curly getting multiple hundreds. Um, as I can, I can see Gil getting massive scores. But I think Pajara's going to sit there for a couple of days and just do his thing. I'm quite looking forward to that. <laughs> Controversial I- one. If it is a green top, Chennai, and England win the toss and bowl or, or, or put into bowl, I can see India 28 for three pretty quickly I, I still think if we if we really translate those to nipping seeming conditions why not so again maybe i'm doing like will did just putting the brakes on india slightly we're hyping them too much boys let's give england some hope here silence <laughs> <laughs> you've been drinking whatever glenn had absolute nonsense from me okay fantastic uh from england then let's do the same top wicket taker top run scorer i'm gonna go first so in case people copy me i'm the first to say it Top wicket taker is going to be Jack Leach, definitely. Huge series coming from him. Very excited. 
and the top run score is going to be Ben Stokes because he's Ben Stokes. It, it was between him and Root, though, isn't it? If any of you say it otherwise, I'll be very surprised. And I look forward to hearing you try and back that up. I'd really love to just say Dom Sibley right now, but <laughs> I don't believe it. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be slightly controversial though, just you know, just for the fun of it. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Joe Root because that's you know it's gonna be Joe Root, isn't it? He's gonna hit he's gonna hit almost two, he's gonna hit 200 runs a Test match. That's that's guaranteed. That's his new average. And, I, and I'm gonna go for Moeen Ali though, proper redemption. Oh, wow, I I felt weird putting him in the team, and then I haven't I haven't gone and said he'll be the top wicket taker. So good for you, Zach. You're back in it. I'm, I'm I'm convinced that Butler's going to get more wickets than Ali will this tour. <laughs> <laughs> it's when it's when India are six hundred for three, and they're like, right, who wants a bowl? Keeper gets and gloves Butler off. strangles one. <laughs> He's not your top wicket taker for the series, though, is he, Glenn? From an England perspective, no, I'm going extremely Zero. boring. Um, Root, there's a good there's a good article in Crickviz, the Crickviz blog today that. Um, just analyzes his playing of spin and discusses whether or not he's English great England's greatest ever player of spin, which I think is very interesting. He sure looked like it a week ago in goal. Uh, Root, I can't see, I can't see past him. And yeah, I'm going to go confident and say Leach. I think this is his tour. I feel like it's almost not to be so extreme that now or never, like he won't play again. But I feel like this is a mo- if there was ever a big moment for a spinner, it's it's a tour of India, and I think he's going to step up to the occasion. Will, are you scared of this England team? You know. Is the top wicket taker going to have one and the top run scorer average five? Where, what do you reckon? It's hard to be anything other than really boring and agree with Joe Root, unfortunately. But on the bowling end, I'll be a bit rogue. And this is inspired only because I just, I'm just so uninspired and don't remotely trust the England spinners that I'm, I'm going to give it to Archer. Yes. I, and we've not spoken about Joffre Archer, actually, this entire pod. That's the first mention of him. And he's all walked into our sides. It, how much of a threat is he going to be? Is he going to? How's he going to handle the subcontinent? He obviously is obviously the extra pace, but on a flat deck, we saw in New Zealand a year and a half ago, he wasn't that effective. Well, I think there's a chance that he's the only bowler who plays all four tests with mm-hmm. the rotation and the sort of changes in form going on between the other bowlers, uh, which gives him immediately a pretty good chance of taking a few wickets. I would be surprised. I, I would love to see him play all four tests, but I would be surprised because of the white ball stuff coming straight afterwards. And obviously this rest and rotation policy if he's you know even if he's taken fifers in the first three they might you know give him a break just because of the odis the t20s and then the ipl to come straight afterwards i reckon it really really depends that's a great point from both of you i think it depends on the state of the actual test series if there's a chance okay complete optimistic thinking uh, this is not my prediction but if there's a chance we're a couple of uh, games ahead uh, in terms of wins and there's like that glimmer of actually reaching the test championship final Highly unlikely, but go with me. I reckon there is that chance that Archer would be carried through. But we've got the World Cup on the on the horizon. It, it, I think it's going to be a tough tour for him, especially if he doesn't do particularly well. It's going to be a very long time in India, potentially struggling. But again, I'm optimistic. I think he'll do well on that IPL experience. He knows the conditions as well as any of the England players, I'd say. Yeah, that's a huge caveat is the IPL and a lot of this test team have played there. And there's, again, the benefits of the IPL. So it'd be interesting to see um, and the, yeah, whether he plays all four tests or not as well. Um, should we do some serious predictions, lads, before we, before we wrap it up? Um, I'll write them down and we can keep referencing to this if it goes horribly wrong or write for somebody. Uh, I've gone 2-1 India. I'm determined there's going to be a draw on a really flat deck and then... India have got to win this series, right? I'll be very surprised if they don't. Zach, you're shaking your head. I'm guessing you've gone 2-1 as well. No, I'm going to change it now because I had <laughs> gone 2-1. I'm going to go 2-0. We're going to have two draws. 
and uh, England aren't going to win either of the other two. Glenn, more optimistic. You, you were talking about the World Test Championship final then for a hot second. So I know, I got, I got, I think I need to lie down. I got to be carried away <laughs> myself. Uh, I think 3-1 oh, India. I, I, I see the case for a draw, but I cannot see our top order doing very well on a fourth, fifth day wicket. If they... If um, they're batting first, if they win the toss and keep batting first, putting on these huge totals, I don't see us playing five days of cricket necessarily. But I do think we'll actually win a game. I do think we're going to win a toss and actually put India under pressure. My hope is that that win, if we do get it, is in the first half of the series, not we're already 3-0 down. It's a consolation. I want this to be competitive all the way through. You don't see you don't see Mason Crane bowling India out in the fourth <laughs> test getting a after a 3-0 down. Hold on, Zach. Where, was, where were all the tenfers? Was it in Chennai? I think if we play Ma Mason Crane in that second Chennai test, he'll get himself one of those tenfers. <laughs> Great idea. I don't know. Just chucking, just chucking things out here today. It's getting, it's getting crazy here on California. Ten off and over, maybe. Like, it's as close <laughs> as he's going to get. <laughs> Go on, Will. How's this going to end? I've no idea, to be honest with you. But since I mean, we're in the business of making predictions, so I'll, I don't want to be the, um, the awful guy that says whitewash. So I'll give it three-one India. Okay, I've got those written down. Everyone's gone for India there. Uh, I've gone 2-1, two, two three ones, and a 2-0. So, India into the Test Championship final. England's, you know, not looking too great. I, I just hope England play well. I hope it's just not a 2016 job and we just get absolutely battered, like you said, Glenn, as well, keeping us in it. Um, so, yeah, a very exciting series ahead. We hope that's given you loads of fun, exciting information. Um, if you're in the UK, Channel 4 is where you need to go to view it. Everybody can watch that. Maybe more people start listening to our podcast as well. This is free to air. You can get it any way you want. This is always been free to air. Never sell out to Sky. So, yeah, that about wraps it up. Um, a huge shout out to everyone who's been you know, with us on Twitter. We've got a great little following on there now. Um, thank you for sending us questions and thoughts. Um, that's been awesome. A heads up for those of you who are regular Cow Corner listeners. Thank you, firstly. We will be changing our name. We'll have a whole rebrand and a relaunch coming soon. That is to, you know, differentiate ourselves a little bit. There is another Cow Corner podcast out there. So we will be called Rain Stop Play um, in a couple of weeks. So if you see our Twitter and our pitches change, don't worry. We're still here doing the same old thing. We'll just have a new name and a, a shiny new logo. So thank you so much for listening. Um, Zach, thank you so much. Thank you, Dan. Glenn, thank you very much. Thank you. It was a great chat. And Will, thank you very much. Good luck in that first test. I'll you know let's hope this goes well for both of us somehow thank you very much yeah Prom pr promoting international cooperation exactly that's what we're here to do on on cow corner um so anyway we'll be back with a review of that uh, test match and we'll see you very soon For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.